Motin chepito, vasen bani taidori, takes patas hani. All right, I, I want to welcome uh, everyone uh, to our conversation today, which is we've called communion uh, in quarantine. And I want to, uh, my name is Father Hovnan Demergen. I'm the pastor of St. Hagop Armenian Church in Pinellas Park, Florida. And I want to say hello and to welcome um, our hosts, our three hosts, uh, Father Samuel Rith Najarian, uh, who is the pastor um, of St. Sarkis Church in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Hello, Der Samuel. And then also we have Der Rebons Ajemian, uh, who is also uh, the pastor of St. Sarkis, but in Dallas, Texas. So we three uh, are the hosts of this conversation. And actually, it was Der Rebons and Der Samba who came up uh, with our title, uh, Communion. Um, in quarantine, uh, and they will speak uh, with us and uh, prayerfully of their experience um, in the course of this conversation. Uh, but first, I want to give an introduction to this conversation of how it, it came to be. Uh, first, I can say, maybe for all of us, that creativity comes from restrictions, I firmly uh, believe, in life and the spiritual life. Um, and we have a restriction on all of us now uh, with the, uh, the severe and uh, anxiety-producing coronavirus situation. We can't meet directly with our faithful because of these restrictions and do the services and prayers that we would do in person on Sunday. Um, and, but from this restriction has come this, um, this Zoom conference, um, which is our first attempt at this. Um, so we're new at it. Maybe you all watching this on YouTube or another means uh, are new of interfacing. Uh, thanks for joining us um, on this inaugural um, video cast and podcast. God willing, uh, there will be more of these uh, coming forward and you will enjoy um, experiencing them as well. Uh, the further background um, to this, um, uh, this video cast um, uh, came up from the coronavirus uh, situation. Um, and I'll share personally about this first. Um, I think everyone uh, feels the anxiety and fear um, uh, of this situation in our families, ourselves, and the people we, um, we, uh, we care for as pastors. And everyone has a different way of dealing with anxiety uh, and fear. Most people can't just come out and express that to you. I don't know if you all have experienced uh, the same thing, but you know, I think some people deal with these fears by hoarding stuff. And so, you know, there's no food on the shelves. Um, I think, I don't know if this is the same in, in Dallas, Texas, but uh, some people uh, get in line at the gun store uh, at this time. Uh, yes, they do. They yeah. Do. And it's kind of funny, but it's maybe reacting to a human need for security. Um, yeah. And for me personally, um, I deal with fear and anxiety by sort of uh, distancing and escaping a little bit from it and, and a little bit of isolation. Um, so, you know, for me, when everything on TV and everything on YouTube was about coronavirus, um, I watched 25 hours of every interview with Tom Brady on his, you know, uh, reported departure from New England. And now he is in Tampa Bay, by the way. So very good on that. <laughs> 
right, our neighbor. Um, I also, you know, our parishioners on Facebook are sharing uh, all of their little anxieties, so I sort of had to get away from Facebook. Um, so these are natural for me, and everyone has a natural response to fear and anxiety, and the first step is sort of not ignoring that. Uh, but the second step is that, you know, God hasn't uh, made us to, uh, to fear. He's called mm -hmm. us to something greater in this, I think we all believe. Um, and there's that great uh, passage from 2 Timothy that says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and soundness of mind. Mm -hmm. um, our Bishop Daniel um, signed off on his pastoral message, I think, with that quote. Um, and just specifically in my case, um, you know, I think I'm called to something more than just self-reliance and isolation and detachment and toward communion with God and others. And for me, that's why I picked up the phone and I called Der Samuel and Der Revont. Um, and sort of, I think we all felt at the same time that rather than struggling in isolation in this difficult uh, situation, uh, that if we got together, um, that God would uh, bless uh, our efforts even more. Um, and that sort of like the, you know, the, the story of the loaves and fishes that if, um, you know, we make one small effort to um, reach out to each other, and if our parishioners make a small effort, which has happened down here, I'm not sure in your parishes, but a small effort to call each other, that that mm. little effort, um, God multiplies, like uh, he multiplies the few bread and the fish to feed a whole 5,000, that our community is kept together into Holy Communion by our little humble efforts, uh, mm -hmm. like this one. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that I, uh, it's, Christ says, you give them something to eat. It's not he that does it necessarily. We are the ones that provide and he's the one that multiplies. Um, and I, I think this, I, I, I really agree with that, that um, I think that's kind of what, what brought the three of us together was it was, you know, it's such a unnatural uh, feeling to be separated from one another and to not be with our people and um, to be offering uh, liturgy and, and church services uh, without the, the joy of, of that physical presence with one another. Um, and, and so that kind of, it, it kind of led, I think the three of us to, to reach out to one another. There's that natural instinct to, to reach out to one another and um, I think that's kind of what, what brought the three of us together to, to start um, these conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. And Dave Samuel, turning to you, do you um, find that there's the same, uh, I'm sure you found the same fear and anxiety for yourself and in your community. Um, how have you dealt with that and where have you seen God in that? Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not an easy thing because I think our natural response to things that are new and uncertain and, and frightening, it, it, that there's kind of a natural instinct towards fear and doubt. And, you know, often that, that results in a feeling just in itself of, of being far away and separation. So we feel far away from God. We feel far away from one another. Um, and, you know, we, I think we see that, especially in, uh, in 
in the story in the Bible, when the disciples and Jesus are crossing uh, the lake at night and a storm comes up and you know, the, the disciples are, are naturally frightened. It's a, you know, they, they feel their lives are in peril. Um, and it says, you know, the, the waves were beating against the boat so that it was already filling, but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And it, you know, for them, it seems like Jesus is, is far away from them. He's right there in the boat with them. But there's that, that sense of where are you, God? Why are you, why does it feel like you're not close? Um, and so they go to him and they say, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You know, there's that sense of, you know, wondering where is God in, in the midst of this, this fear and, it says, and he arose and re rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And so I think there's kind of those, there's that natural fear and doubt that we have uh, in the Lord. Or, or, you know, that, that comes from frightening situations. And they turn to him. Um, and at first, you know, they don't know exactly. Uh, they don't know fully who he is. They call him teacher. Um, but we know that, that more than just teacher, he is our Lord. Um, you know, the creator of heaven and earth. And so he has that, that power in, in our lives to to transform what is dark and stormy and frightening into into peace and calm and i think one of the places that i see that most uh and a a, a source of great comfort in my my own life is um i find in one of our great church fathers uh saint gregory of nautic uh in his truly heartfelt prayers he himself was uh, was faced with uh, a great sickness that that prevented him you know he was bedridden um, and not not able to to interact and and be in communion uh, as as he once was and you know in offering his prayers uh, it and and me reading and and praying those as well uh, has been a source of comfort one in particular uh, prayer 17 uh, he in in the the third uh, stanza he says he says and now my body shaken with disease and my soul in peril I pray Lord if you want you can make me clean you know he has that trust in the Lord and he says I not only call you rabbi the name of honor given to teachers who claim to know the truth, but also believe you to be the Lord of heaven and earth. I not only expect to be cured when you are close, O compassionate God, by the touch of your hand, but also when we are separated by great distances. And so wow. he knows, uh, not a, he, he knows that there are times when when there is that feeling of separation from God, but knowing that no matter what, he is always close. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And that he has the ability 
to, to heal. He says, I believe that you will because you are compassionate and you are able because you are our creator. And, he's, and he continues, he says, let my faith be not just for the short distances from altar to altar, for I know you are able to raise the dead and make them whole. But even sitting in heaven, you work miracles over the whole world below. So for me, that was just, that's a, a, a great source of comfort in these times to, as a reminder of his, his presence with us. I think that's amazing how in the Armenian Orthodox tradition and many other ethnicities and older traditions, uh, we've seen this before, many times before. I mean, uh, not to minimize, but famines, wars, diaspora, disasters. Um, and somehow, uh, Nautic shows that, you know, that, that faith is, is all the more close in those. I also think it's amazing how, you know, that reading uh, of Jesus um, uh, calming the waters, that is one of those readings that comes around twice in the Armenian church lecture every year. And I think there's intent behind that because it's so powerful. There's always reasons for anxiety and fear. Uh, and there's always uh, an opportunity to see Christ and have him uh, wake up through those. So, yeah, I, uh, that spoke to me a lot. Uh, there's some of it. You actually came up with uh, the title uh, of communion in quarantine, uh, especially the quarantine. You, you and I share a love of words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You found an etymology that just uh, blew uh, Der Samba and myself away <laughs> in the title Communion and Quarantine. Absolutely. What is that that you found? So uh, we know that humans are social beings, right? Uh, and like the worst punishment anyone can have, even from children, is uh, timeout by themselves, <laughs> you know? Solitary confinement in prison. Like when you are left by yourself, you might think, oh, this is good. I get some time to myself. But after a while, it really wears on you mentally, emotionally, and physically. Um, and doctors have been doing this for years, quarantining people. You know, uh, the word quarantine, I, look, I had to look it up because I figured, all right, it had something to do with 40 or four. And it comes from the Latin quadra quinta, which literally means 40. And so what it originally was used to keep those ships that were suspected of having plague on them in Venice, mm. keeping those ships from port out in the, in, the, in the harbor for 40 days to make sure that there was no plague or no one was carrying any disease before coming on the shore. So this idea of 40 days. And it, we see this throughout the Bible. Um, I mean, the first one is Noah's Ark, right? The Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. Elijah, when he goes searching for God's mountain. Uh, Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days. And then even after his resurrection up until his ascension, 40 days. Uh, and these are all sort of, if we look at them, times of cleansing. Times of re, uh, renewing themselves. So like Noah's Ark, 40 days, God is cleaning humanity of all the impurities that are in it. The Israelites in the wilderness, cleaning off a whole generation, preparing them for the promised land. Uh, Elijah, when he's looking for the, whole, the holy mountain of God, he's fasting for 40 days and preparing himself. Jesus in the wilderness after his baptism, before he starts his ministry, he's in the wilderness for 40 days and he's tested. He's preparing for it. Uh, and then even after the resurrection, 
Christ being around for 40 days is preparing the disciples in the gospel of John. It goes on to say that he performed so many miracles that if they were all to be written, there would not be enough books in the world to contain all of those things. So, and that's just in the Bible. In our own tradition, the Armenian tradition, we have when a priest is ordained, he goes into uh, quarantine and it's 40 days by himself. Uh, we called in the Armenian word, we use karasun, right? Literally meaning 40, karasun. So he's there for 40 days preparing for his ministry. Uh, when a newborn is born, right, the, the mother and the child are in their karasun, their 40 days, their quarantine, because that's not only a time for the mother to renew herself physically, but also it's a time for them to bond, to become mother and child, uh, to, to commune with one another. And then after someone passes away in the Armenian church, the family is, in a sense, quarantined from all the pleasures and all the uh, celebratory things of life. You, they usually wear black. They're mourning for 40 days up until the 40th day when they do their hotel, which is their requiem service. So this idea of 40 is not only a time of cleansing, but I would, and we said this earlier today, um, it is a way of uh, repentance, you know, changing our ways. When you're in quarantine, a doctor comes and he says to you, uh, you need to change your ways. You're sick, you're going to be cut off from the rest of the people, yeah. and you're going to have to try and change the way you're living your life from now on. Um, and repentance, we all know because our bishop, Bishop Daniel, has preached this many times. Repentance is not a punishment, which we sometimes think of it as. Repentance is a time of turning away from sorrow, from grief, and turning to God, that is, coming into communion with Him. So it's in these 40 days. Let's hope it's only 40 days, not just during Lent, but also uh, in this quarantine, this national, maybe even worldwide quarantine, we look at ourselves and we say, you know what, what have we been doing wrong? What do we need to change? And just because we're in quarantine, if we look throughout the Bible and the Gospels and in our own church, church tradition, when you're in quarantine, when you're in those 40 days, you're not cut off from just people but you're also given the opportunity to commune with God, right? Each of us, any Armenian priest can tell you when they went into their 40 days, their karasun, right? Their quarantine, they were cut off from everybody except for maybe their teachers who would come and teach them how to do the Badarak and services and things. And maybe a couple of people who would bring food and drop it off at your door when you're in your karasun, right? Mm -hmm. But that's really the time you, you commune with God. You don't have a cell phone, you don't have the internet, you don't have Zoom, you don't have any of these things, but you're there and you're going to say, God, I'm going to change my way because I've changed already and I need to change it more and be more in communion with you. What can I do to do that? And that's, I think, an opportunity everybody has in this, in this coronavirus situation. We're quarantined and we really need to change. But the question really is, I think, how do we change or what needs to be changed? Right. Well, that's, that's, that's fascinating. And so uh, certainly this is a time where um, instead of isolation from God, there's communion with God. Communion. Do you all yeah. right? And then we also, um, I'm curious if, um, you know, we're isolated in one sense and we um, uh, taken away some of our social interactions with our brothers and sisters. 
but perhaps in another sense, um, we're called to be, you know, the hands of God and, and reach out and form new communion uh, with, with yeah. brothers and sisters. Do you guys see any um, good popping up, creative, you know, uh, and, and body building um, love being shown in, in your communities? Yeah. It, uh, yeah, how'd you go? I def I, I've spoken with, um, I try, one of the things that was been good is, you know, it's, it gives me all the more reason to, to make phone calls and, and to talk to people and, you know, say, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that it, it, it opens a, a lot of, a lot of doors in a sense that, um, the people that I've talked to are, are just so open and, and wanting to, to provide, you know, ways to serve one another, to lift one another up. Um, you know, I, I spoke to uh, a family just earlier that said, you know, we have, we have a lot of extra food. So if, if you know of anybody in the community that can't get out to the store and they need some extra, um, you know, dry goods, rice or beans, know that we have them and we're, we're willing to, to share. And mm. so it, it brings out that, uh, that generosity that we have and that we're called to as, as Christians. And so, you know, there are, we could look at it as, you know, we're being restricted in all these ways, but there are a lot of things that, that can be enhanced in times of uncertainty and crisis. Yeah. And I think certainly prayer, I think we saw it uh, yesterday when, when the Armenian church uh, offered, you know, throughout the world, a day of prayer, uh, asking mm -hmm. for healing for our world. And, and those are good things. Yeah. yeah. And I have to say, uh, if I may, just like in my parish uh, and in your parishes too, I'm sure we've seen a lot of people stepping up. Um, every parish has that core group of volunteers that want to help. And then we have the fringes. But what's been interesting in these past couple of days is I've seen people who have not been regular volunteers volunteering, calling me, texting me, emailing me saying, uh, that they have things they want to donate um, and that they want to help others, which has been really comforting to me. And the important thing also is that many people have been turning to the church for help. Yeah. They, the question was once I remember there, some were asking, where do we have our trust? Where do we put our hope? It's not in the stock market. Yeah. It's not in physical things at the store, the grocery store. It's not in other things or people maybe even but it's in the church and people in times of crisis turn to the church turn to god for help which has been really comforting and a huge wake-up call and honestly has given me a new sense a new uh what they call a new oomph in my ministry you know yeah. where it's now people are really to us as leaders in the church and in our faith to step up and say we need you to lead we need you to help us. Yeah. I think it goes back. It's interesting. It, it, we can go back to that first Karasunk that you, you talked about, the, the Karasunk of, of Noah in the yeah. ark for 40 days. Yeah. And, you know, we see the church as, or, as, um, or the ark is like symbolic of, of the yeah. church and yeah. kind of that, that structure that, protects us from the, the storm and, and gives us life 
and is renewing and cleansing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, so going back to that that first you know period of, of quarantine that caught us soon those forty days <laughs> in the park. You know, we we right. today uh, likewise you know, we turn to our Lord Jesus Christ to to give us that hope, to give us that that cleansing and salvation and renewal of life. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that oh go ahead to hold. I was just gonna say and and how that art those forty days, they it, it's a, a finite time. It's not infinite. That is to say, we will get out of this. The ark will land and we will come out to a new creation, to a new world, uh better than what we went into it with, because we have changed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just um yeah. I second the fact that, um, you know, again, this actual uh, podcast and video cast um, for me is something where we, uh, we three of us decide to, again, step out in faith because it's, it's easy to say, but it's, I think it's hard for each of us to do. It does take some kind of risk. You know, we're worried about what, what we look like and, you know, um, how we're going to do this. And, and uh, you know, it always takes a risk, and it always uh, sometimes is safer not to uh, reach out uh, and to make a turn, a repentance towards God, towards other people. Uh, but it's always, um, it seems always rewarded. Um, yeah. And uh, I hope that um, it's been a reward to me, uh, this uh, new fellowship uh, with you both. We, um, we talk to each other occasionally, uh, but it's never have we come together and talk so much um, uh, before to plan for this as well as uh, while we're doing this. And we hope that for every person who's tuned in, um, this, the spirit has uh, uh, been provided through this and something touches your heart from this and some of your anxiety and fear turns to um, uh, your deepest relationship with, with God and, and with uh, your church community. We would be thrilled with that. We uh, hope through your encouragement, if you saw this through YouTube or any other means, that you'll give a comment or tell us you liked it or ask if you want us to continue and how and feedback. Uh, we totally like that. Um, we feel that the spirit might be in uh, this for us to continue it. I think we can all mm -hmm. say that. Uh, yeah. It's given us a burst of joy and, and energy. And um, uh, with that, I think um, that uh, I would like to ask uh, Father Samuel to maybe um, uh, close this out for us um, in prayer. Sure, and I, I, I just wanna begin first by giving thanks to God for this opportunity. I know that this is the type of thing that we easily put off uh, when we're in our regular routine, but I think God has given us an opportunity to come together in, in communion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The three of us, you know, where two or three are, are gathered, even even in uh, gathered in, in uh, technology. Yeah. Um, yeah. There Christ is in the midst of us. And I pray as you as you said earlier, dear Hovnan, that that our Lord Jesus Christ accept this meager offering on behalf of ourselves and that he take that offering and magnify it and and fill in um our our frailties and and provide something good uh and and mm -hmm. peaceful yeah so with that yeah. let us let us pray amen lord jesus christ 
enthroned among the angels as you gaze here below from your heavenly heights. Look down on all of us, your servants, who are suffering through the fear, uncertainty, pain, and death surrounding the current pandemic. Take away every sickness and pain of your servants and restore health and hope to all those who are ailing. And glory, lordship, and honor to you now and always and to the ages of ages. Amen. Amen. Wonderful to speak together with you guys. Um, we'll get back together soon. And yes. again, for anyone who's coming to watch us, thanks for joining us. Uh, let us know how you feel about it. Um, and surely uh, we will follow the spirit um, in continuing to have these conversations uh, during these uh, um, uh, troublesome times. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>